We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, Notre Dame fans and LL Nation. This is the best of Lucky Lefty. I'm Sean Davis, along with my co-host Malik Zaire. We bring in some of the former Notre Dame players to give us fantastic interviews. And we're giving you this opportunity to hear some of those interviews that we previously recorded with players like today's guest, Brandon Wimbush, former Notre Dame quarterback. We're probably going to be dropping these each and every Sunday until the season starts. Some of our former interviews, some of the great points talking about the recruiting, how they came to Notre Dame, some of the greatest moments at Notre Dame, and what they're doing after Notre Dame. Once again, this is the best of lucky lefty, Brandon Wimbush. Enjoy. Did you ever get to a point, was there a bookmark in your career where you felt like, okay, this is my squad, I'm playing efficiently, I'm ready to go, and then mm. what happened after that point, if you indeed did feel like? Not, not really. Like early on, I guess, like 2017, I was you know slated to be the starter, and they weren't really given in- – so, so rankings came into play, I would, I guess you would say. And then obviously, you know, we spent two years together, Ian and I, um, before the 2017 season. And then I was slated to be the starter. It's just, you know, given my experience, uh, where I was at, you know, mentally I was prepared. So I felt good there. And then later in the, in, the, in that 2017 season, you know, things started to kind of take a, um, you know, take a, take a turn for the worst, if you will. And uh, yeah, I guess the confidence just wasn't all there. And then I come back in the spring, have a really strong spring season. And, um, you know, I go to Russia, which is like kind of weird. <laughs> See, that's your problem. You like Jerry, you just going, like, where are you going? Like, where, I don't know why I went to Russia. I don't know. <laughs> but um yeah, See, but, that's, but, but that's what Brandon bought in. He bought into everything. He didn't just go, Wait, you know, was Russia to, just a random trip. You know what I'm saying? He no, didn't just had, go to Notre Dame to go through the buffet line. You know, he gonna go and do the sightseeing. He gonna go to the gift shop. He gonna go to see the, <laughs> the animals. He ain't just going for the the one thing. You know, yeah. so that's. 
that might have been my problem because some people were just here, you know. But no, I, I come back in this in the summer, you know, I'm still feeling confident going to the season, you know, we're three and oh, and then just yeah, I guess things just took a turn. And so um never really got to hit my stride, I feel like. I feel like if it was, you know, I got to a couple more games in the 2018 season, start, you know, you continue to win, you continue to dominate teams, then, you know, that's kind of when I would have. But did you look around the landscape and the way college football was evolving and say, man, why can't we do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as like, what do you mean? Points, you watch guys like Deshaun yeah. and Lamar and, the yeah. schemes they're playing to emphasize what they do well. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, I guess, a good amount of complacency, if you will, in terms of like what's being run in the offense, and uh, I just there might have not been a lot of innovation and ideas flowing and creativity, um, which obviously can hold, you know, hold people back. So it is what it is. Now, talk, I do, I am interested because, you know, a lot of people say a, a big turn, obviously, was the Miami game. But for you, was there, in your mind, what was going through it before the game started and then just after? Oh, you about to run them up, man. What do you mean? Yeah, but, like, you know, everybody has a different – Miami game day. Man, don't even bring that shit up. But <laughs> – um. Yo, no. before before you get to the game, Dex told us a story about when you guys actually arrived at the stadium on the bus. Oh, with the like bottles and drinks. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It was hype. It was hype. He was getting glass broke on the on the on the bus, and man, it was crazy. And it was like walking into a club. They'd be like you know throwing beach balls around and bottles yeah. and screaming and horns. I mean, it's a club, and so. You never have a bad thought about a game. Like you prepare so frequently and so much, and you feel kind of, like you never think you get beat thirty-eight to three, throwing or no. throw two intercept. Like that's never on your mind. And when people ask me, I'm like, "What you think?" Like I wanted to come in here and dominate. We was playing game day, and I'm like, saying was, that I'm thinking that it's the. I think it was the other. It was the. It wasn't you that yeah. was like the reason why. It was like you. Yeah, it was so people helping you with the game ain't helping you. So now you're looking around like you ain't giving me no options out here. You, right. you, 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 you're making me feel the same. You know what I mean? You, <laughs> you're radiating this energy. Right. That's not what I need. I need to be free flow. You know how I am. That's and, right. Um, That's right. And, yeah, so the outcome was the outcome, though. <laughs> it's crazy that a lot of people, you say, you don't win a game in the first quarter. That pass you missed to, to Stepherson by inches. Yeah, would probably would have changed the whole yeah. the I mean, dynamic of the. I think it was, uh, I think it was EQ. Yeah, EQ. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It was EQ, but yeah, that was a that was a yeah, that's a you know, but I also missed I also missed a shit ton of passes, so we. Uh, but this, but you know, they tell you know I know how you feel, man. They got you running fifty yards down the field. You get up, they're like, all right, let's just run this whole pass play. You're like, all right, let me just. Get together for a second, like right. <laughs> let me catch my breath. You know, you want to get back here and start reading play. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you try, you, you try to drop back. You try dropping back. Yeah, it's like you, 
What you eat? Like, of course it's gonna eat shit. Of course the ball's gonna eat shit for a little right, bit. Right. If you got me running read option 15 times in a row, like come on, you're not helping yeah. me out. So I I I get it. <laughs> we, was keying, we was keying that end because he like the way he would play the read option was very unique. And so, you know, it was it was it was it was a very minuscule, like if you see his numbers, right, facing down the line of scrimmage, then you pull it. And so he was just not that smart, didn't adjust a lot of the time. So there's a lot of consecutive pull, pull reads. Yeah, you're tired. Like, I don't, yeah, like, pull, duh. Pull reads <laughs> and uh, they were fast, man. They were fast. Absolutely. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Follow us. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Let everybody know Lucky Lefty Podcast. We're going to see if the nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Give us five stars. Leave your comments. We appreciate them all. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now talk about the rebirth. So, you know, we similar paths a little bit. Now you go through the season, okay. Second recruitment, it felt it had to felt good as I know the phone was ringing off the hook. What's the second time around like for you? Cuz for me I was like this is pretty refreshing. It's like high school days almost, you know, trying to take visits, do that this that and the third. You land in Florida just like everybody freaking else. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> what was that second time around like for you when you was going through? Um, I think very similar, man. And, and I hope no other Notre Dame quarterbacks end up in Florida. Florida. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, very refreshing. I think the the transfer portal had just kind of you know picked up a little bit of steam. I wasn't really a part of the transfer portal. If you're obviously playing quarterback at Notre Dame, you, you know you were highly recruited. 
and have a lot of coaching connections across the country. So that wasn't like, you know, that was never in the thought process. You know what I mean? Um, it's like, let me go on the portal and see what happens. It was okay. I know this guy, right. I had Tommy and, and coach Kelly actually helped me out, make some connections. Um, yeah, they'll help. They'll definitely help. I ain't gonna lie. They, yeah, get you out of there. Help. I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, at first he didn't want to help me. Yeah. And then he was like, you know, I gotta, you know. Yeah, but no, I, they were, they were, uh, they were, you know, they were, they were helpful for me. And so um, I think, you know, very, and, and my, my, unfortunately, my grandfather was, you know, on his last, on his last uh, leg. And so he was down in Florida, as you know, Malik in West Palm. So it was kind of like a timing thing. I just felt right. UCF was also winning tons of games and, um, you know, the quarterbacking situation with Mackenzie Milton. So it was a good, you know, kind of window for me to get in there and, and, and play immediately. So I figured it was a good, you know, right choice for me at the time. How quick did the locker room vibes change from a Notre Dame to a Florida locker room? I'm not even going to say UCF or University. I just think all Florida locker rooms just become instantly different than a Notre Dame locker room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah what was I, mean, that I, knew like? a bunch, I knew a bunch of the guys. They loved you at Florida, though, because I knew a bunch of the guys at Florida, too, like even after – training and whatnot but yeah no it's 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 a complete one you know 180 uh you know shift from just culturally but you, you know you try to you try to adapt right i mean you also try to leave but you try to adapt with what's going on there they were you know had successful couple runs um a bigger football focus you're not talking about too much mogul down there. no yeah <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't talking about mobile at all. Yeah, he's talking about networking and going to Russia. No, no, no. No, it was it was ball. It was ball. <laughs> cool sometimes. You know, they were they were good yeah, about it. That's but right. uh, it was fun. Like you had you had way more fun. Than, <laughs> yeah. Than you yeah. Kinda, so <laughs> that style of football had to be different too for you because you're like, this is like vacation football almost. Like we just out here like <laughs> on the practice. <laughs> and, and things weren't run like you know, like a CEO or like, you know, so, but no, it was, it was a good experience, man. You, you get to see two different locker rooms, uh, open up your horizon, right? Spread out your horizons, kind of be with different guys. It kind of tells you what's, you know, what's, what's to come in the real world. It was good. Everyone that I talk to says that we really played for each other. And I commend Malik offline all the time. I'm like, look, talking to you and talking to everybody that's played in that era between 2012 up to the point of 2020, the brotherhood is real. Yeah. Like it's, it's real. And I haven't had the opportunity to be around a lot of other players from other programs, but just speaking to most of you guys, you guys really just kind of closed the ranks and within mm -hmm. the program were like, look, we got each other. Yeah, we're playing for each other. Yeah, and the fact that that stays with you all to this day, I tip my cap to you just like I tip my cap to all the rest of the guests that have come on our show and say thank you as a fan base for the blood, sweat, and tears, no doubt. and the enjoyment that you gave us for the no time doubt. you were at Notre Dame. I appreciate that. That's definitely unique. I don't know about you, Malik, but that was definitely unique. About I don't know what it was, man, but like. You could hang out with everybody on the team. Like you could go to anybody on the team's house. Wasn't like that though. At other like I had to like I get to view those different perspectives. 
Yeah, and it's not like you that you couldn't like go over your other teammates' house or nothing. It just like you know it was more clicked up. It was kind of di- it was like dang, it felt like high school, like almost. Yeah. You know, with that. But I do think that is now that you're in the NIL space, and you know everybody talks about oh we would have been millionaires if mm-hmm. it was going on during our time. Yeah. Now that you're doing it, what would you do right now as a quarterback at Notre Dame? You got the mogul thing set up. You're going through that platform. How much money do you think you would have really got now if you was doing that? I think we would have been – I think just playing at Notre Dame, man, we would have been between 50 and 100K a year, like easy. Mm. He's talking about easy. He's talking about easy. I'm easy. talking that's little – that's small because um, of what we're seeing here um, and some of the deals that we've been able to facilitate. Um, but what I would have done, like where I would have started was like let me look internally. And internalize like how I can make myself more valuable and more marketable uh, to brands. Um, so for us, obviously, there was so much, there was so little locally that would you know do anything from a sponsorship standpoint. I like I don't even know what you know, you know. But uh, for us, it would have been more national. It would have been more alumni getting involved. That was where the value you know comes from. So it was, you know, I think I would have been able to attach myself to a couple brands and kind of have run with those, those sponsorships and, and make myself, Oh, you, you know, you, you, you see Brandon Wimbush and you know, he's about this, like, this is his brand alignment. This is, you know, kind of the vertical he wants to stay in. Um, I think that's, that's, what's going to go a long way for a lot of these athletes. What How much you- brands that would have aligned with you though? Yeah. Yeah, what what brands do you think you would have been attracted to? Would have been apparel, fashion. That would have been fashion. Brandon is so now. He go, you know, Bob Bianco and Brandon Wimbush, two fly jersey. <laughs> you know, they know what on in the summer. You know. Yeah, I think I would definitely would have dove into the fashion or like the athleisure uh, kind of space. Um, I'm trying to think, maybe something like. There's a couple of like marketplace um, that do a lot of like art. It's a, there's a lot of art marketplaces that are out there, art companies, art galleries. Like I don't know, I don't even know how you can, pro- you know, you promote those things just in the the, the typical way. But um, there's so much out there that we're seeing, um, and then being a part of the the business school at Notre Dame, you know, there's so many finance and, and tech. Uh, apps that are out there that are getting into the space that I think I would have definitely been able to align myself with. But I think the big thing for athletes today is like, you start to think about those things at 18 years old, rather than at 23 or 24 years old when you're just leaving school. So it kind of expedites the growth process for you from a professional uh, and career standpoint. Finish this uh, statement for me. The most talented team during my time in Notre Dame that I played on was um twenty fifteen has to be. Oh I told you that that year was I thought crazy. he was gonna rock the Yeah, that's Malik's year too. That's it. 2015 is a crazy year. Just the talent level was just 2015 is a crazy year. And then it the- had to be something in the training table or just something in the air because the combination of all the classes, we were all like, yeah, pushing each other. You know, we knew this was a big year for a lot of guys. So, 2015, then yeah, 2017 was probably next, but 
Crazy, crazy. Undefeated year. 2017, undefeated year, right? No, 2017 was the 10 and 3. The 10 and 3 year. Mm-hmm. So the three losses in 2017, I say the Stanford loss was more painful as a fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Miami loss is like, all right, game day. I just felt like you guys weren't there as a fan. Yeah. Just watching, I'm like, okay, they 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 weren't there. Right. I don't know what it was. They weren't there. The Stanford game, I'm like, okay, two losses, we can still get a nice bowl. And to lose to that Stanford squad, I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> right. Like, there's yeah. no way we should have lost to that team at the end of the year. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, Stanford's always tricky too because they're you know they they play they play a really solid game and, and they play a really they're very, very cerebral as you would imagine in in their approach and you know sometimes like ski, schematics they might they might have a little edge on you. But I don't know. It was a tough one. Like, I don't even remember that game, to be honest, that much. Um, it's just one of those that kind of just goes under under the radar for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really speak on it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Follow us. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Let everybody know Lucky Lefty Podcast. We're going to see if the nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Give us five stars. Leave your comments. We appreciate them all. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So what's your thoughts on the vibes, man? Marcus Freeman, a lot of people are talking about things being changed. He starts a legacy program and connects with older players. We've seen video of former players like Wes Pritchett for the 1988 National Championship team saying this is the first time he's formally been invited by a head coach to the Blue and Gold game in 35 years. Just talk about the vibe, the excitement, and have you had an opportunity to actually speak with Coach Freeman? Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 super, you know, fired up for the team. I think everyone sees the reception that he's he's garnered from the team. You know, that locker room video I think is amazing. Uh, being on campus, I haven't been able to connect with him yet, but being back on campus and seeing the excitement from even the students, um, like that's that's what really you know is, is kind of keep me inspired. And then I've been able to speak with a bunch of the guys on the team, and although they've said 
you know, it's kind of a different a different feel, different culture because everybody's they cleared house, right? It's only Mark, Coach Freeman, and then Matt Bayless. But like those are pillars. Those guys were two pillars in you know for the for the Irish for the last two years. Um, and then obviously Coach Bayless for the last, you know, however long he's been there. So, um, you know, there's obviously a change of culture, but they they feel so strongly about what he's going to be able to accomplish. And I just feel that way just vicariously through the rest of the team. I think that's the, the turning point, you know, in terms of bringing a fresher perspective. You know, you just feel more comfortable just going back up there, even if it's bringing like a mogul, uh, you want to do an event or something, it's definitely a – a feeling that you can go do it is possible. Yeah. And and speaking of that also, there's a lot of these coaches and a lot of people that are crying about regulations on NIL mm-hmm. and and having a cap maybe to what players can earn or whatever the case may be. Do you see there being regulations that need to be put on this NIL business? Um that's a that's a like yeah, yeah. Um not as far as like maximum on earnings i just don't think that's there's that's that's also never been done for any other type of influencer at any level who can make money right that's not a thing um so for us it's it's you know we our team really stays close to the ground has our ear to the ground in terms of development on the regulatory kind of landscape and how that's playing out um, there needs to be some more structure in terms of oversight and enforcement. That's where we want, you know, that's, that's, that's where we want this thing to go. That's what's going to benefit mobile. That's what's going to benefit athletes and not getting them in trouble, um, in terms of how they're engaging and who they're engaging with. Um, and then the inducement component, right? Like let's not start paying athletes, you know, $10 million to come. Like, it's just, it, there needs to be some type of structure um, before we see like just the entire uh, structure of the NCAA and college sports just go, you know, erupt. I just feel like there's just no, I mean, you look at a guy like Caleb Williams who successful at his last school, even though coaching changes took place, decides to leave the school Shop, shop around for a bunch of deals <laughs> somewhere, and then shopping stacked up. Is yeah. that? But to some people, they would be offended by that because they're like, you know, why would you even leave? You just had a great career at Oklahoma. You you got everything you want in front of you. Yeah. Like, but then again, for a mogul standpoint, that's probably what you want. You probably wanted many players that have the. Uh, resources that could get sponsorships like that to basically transfers or go look for deals in the off season, essentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not a, I really haven't really thought about, you know, that so to say so much, but like, you know, the benefit we get from athletes transferring is that if they're a part of our platform and on our platform at Notre Dame um, and they transfer, they're a part of our platform and, and they're getting deals uh, wherever they transfer to, wherever they land. You get what I'm saying? So there's just an awareness factor that that we kind of look at is like, okay, great. This kid transferred from Oklahoma to USC. You know, he's going to be promoting mogul now at both schools, essentially. So, okay. so for us, we, we land in two different spots. Um, 
you know, the value and the awareness, again, again, starts to build for us uh, in different geographical locations. Um, so that's kind of what excites us about the transfer side. What have you been listening to lately? What What is driving from an artistic standpoint? What are you reading? What are you looking at? As yeah. far as binge watching something on Netflix or so I've been I've been very into uh my partner's gonna probably laugh, but like stoicism, like <laughs> or Malik's gonna laugh. But that's kind of like where my mind is, man, is is kind of growing personally. Um you know, business-wise, there's so much that's out there, but I listen to the podcast from uh uh the CEO and chairman of uh, the morning brew who I really admire his path, uh, Alex Lieberman, it's called the founder's journal. So, you know, there's just kind of like 12 minute nuggets every morning. Um, I'm also reading right now, um, uh, how to focus, uh, it's called, it's called deep work, right? It's how to focus in a very, uh, distracted, uh, world, I believe is the kind of the, the sub caption. Um, but there's so much, man, and it's just me trying to grow personally right, and expand my my mind and, and how I think about things. That's dope because I know for myself in this time and space, and I'll, actually I'll be out in L.A. with Malik next week, and we're going to chop it up about this a little bit. But I'm in this space where I'm learning to choose wholeness over functionality because I think in life, a lot of times we will accept certain things and just learn how to function Right. In the midst of that chaos, rather than taking the necessary steps to actually achieve unto wholeness, right, being totally healed from certain things, rather than just that. dealing with it and allowing it to stay in our lives. So, you I know, that. that's what's really driving me. So it's good to hear that that's what's driving you as well, Malik. Where where are you at? Yeah, man, I'm I'm reading some good stuff too. I actually have a book. Let me get it real quick. Maybe you want to check it out, Brandon. Uh, I mean. I thought Malik had leveled up quite a bit with that, <laughs> with that background. Oh, look. Oh, you thought that the grand piano. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's there and sometimes and sometimes it's not, you know. You know how it goes. Anyway, I got a book right now I'm reading called Compelling People. I don't know if you get that on there, but um, Compelling People, you should check it out. There you go. Compelling people, you should check it out. It explains what the it factor is, explains, you know, more about communication. Like you're saying, just growing and developing as a person. And, you know, I think of, of being a compelling person, especially as a quarterback at Notre Dame, you know, translating that into the business world and just your everyday life, man, you'll see how it grows in this, in a lot of different settings. So right. I've been reading a little bit of that. So the reading, man, I think I've done more reading out of school. Yo, Crazy. <laughs> like, I don't think I finished more than two books in school, but not at all. <laughs> in the last two years has been at least like, you know, 10 to 15 books. Seriously. Is that a seed that being in Notre Dame kind of souls, though, that you start to reap the benefits of it as you get older and you get outside of the game? Yeah, I think you just start to, you, you kind of like succumb to the way of like the people around you. And if they're doing this type of stuff, then kind of like all right shit, I gotta get on my A game. Yeah. It's that taste too, you know, especially when you go in there for four or five years, three, four, five years, and then you leave and the level of people that you was around, like Brandon was yeah. saying, you going but either going back to something that wasn't that, and you're right. like, man, I need to, 
you know, you see the difference. You see the yeah. difference of maybe yeah. expectation for yourself because, you know, people pretty motivated at Notre Dame. Right. They don't pay a lot to, to get somebody going in terms of where they want to go. So when you leave that setting, it's like it kind of carries with you. It's like, okay, I know somebody's working and I know what it looks like. Right. So I got to, you know, continue my, my my getting better, if that makes sense. Like growth, yeah. Have you seen the movie Think Like a Man? Yes. You remember when they were playing basketball and the other guys wanted to use the court and Kevin, you know, Hart gets to talking crazy. He's like, no, we can take them. We can take them. We yeah, can take I think them. so. <laughs> Give me, if you were in the gym and NBA guys were on the other half of the court and they said they wanted to run against you and your Notre Dame teammates, give me your starting five. You would love to have Rock with you. All right, so Chase, Ronnie, Mike. Yeah, easy choices. Those are easy, right? Easy choices. That's a, Four, that's five, a NBA five, though. I mean, that's an NBA three. Especially a D1 five already. Yeah. Um, oh, Banks. See, I haven't seen Aaron Banks. Oh. Nice. Banks Aaron Banks? Nice. Aaron Banks is nice. That's three. That's three big men, though. Right? That's me, Chase, um, Mike, Ronnie. Sounds like new addition. (laughs) And Banks. (laughs) (laughs) You say it sounds like an addition? Nah, that's five. Sounds like you would do a new addition. You said Ronnie, Mike. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> we had the whole crew. We had the right. whole crew right there. Nah, that's five right there. That's that's an NBA five, man. I'm telling you, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So now, was he in the gym, Malik, when you got dunked on? Ooh, I Doug that. Randolph. I never got dunked on. So Ooh, I, don't I, never, that's, that's I don't remember this. I don't remember this. Yeah, oh, exactly. you hear this story? It's nothing to remember because it's just a story. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have to have, I have to find somebody else to corroborate Maybe ProSize, maybe ProSize was in the gym. No, that's funny. No, it's uh the, the hooping definitely was more legendary when my first couple years there. But you know, I think as the years grown on, the, the rules got a little bit stricter. Things wasn't as as loose as it was when I first started and coming off the Michael Floyd years, the, time, the, the Tommy Reese years. So right. I think it's more interesting now how it is. We appreciate you for joining us, man. We look forward to having you back on sometime soon. Let people know where they can follow you. Of course, they see your Twitter handle right there at WinbushB7, but let them know what yeah. you're going to be doing in the near future as well. Yeah, uh, appreciate you guys having us on. I need, a, I need me and Anora. Uh, Malik wants to send me a bottle. It's, uh, it's definitely coming down there. Uh, um, you can follow us at uh, on IG at uh, at get uh, dot mogul. That's at g e t dot mogul. Um, and then we're on Twitter at the mogul app. Obviously, we're all on LinkedIn. Um, I think my Instagram is Brandon Wimbush, so you can find me there. But we're all over, man. We're looking forward to connecting with anybody who's listening wants to get involved in NIL, especially, you know, there might be an alumni base here, Malik. Um, you know, we're excited to uh, reel those, reel that demographic. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.